You might be here because you thought it was about golf. Or maybe you're here because you just love hearing Australians talk amongst themselves. Or maybe you're here just because you were looking for a club with girls in it. Whatever brought you here, we've got your back. Celebrating the Australian Football League St Kilda Football Club. Whether you're near or far, as long as you're not a Collingwood supporter, you're welcome to join us. Two girls, one club. Who was it that did the call out, the call and respond in the locker room after Gresham was out? Was it um, Wilkie? Yeah, so originally it was... um, Jack Stephen, before he traded to Geelong, he passed on to Gresham. And now when Gresham is out, Wilkie takes the reins. Oh, okay. So I was interested about Wilkie because to me he seems quite reserved. I keep forgetting his name. (laughs) Anytime he's on the field, I'm like, there's Webster, there's (laughs) Brown. You know his story, right? No. So he was an accountant playing like rookie, I think VFL. Or- Jesus, maybe that's why I keep forgetting him. You can't, not- lose, you can't lose the accountant. True. And then he got drafted at like 24. That's really like, great. He, you know, probably was like, oh, I'm happy just playing footy on the weekends with my mates and now it's his first That's time. amazing. He's game. really good too. He is. Anyway, <laughs> welcome to Two Girls, One Club. My name's Bianca. My name's Sophia. And we're here to talk to you about the Red, White and Black St Kilda Football Club. We we know each other. We go way back. We're sisters. Uh, Sophia's living in London. I'm, I'm living in Vancouver. We apologise in advance if you have trouble differentiating between our voices and you think it's just one person who's a little bit tapped, putting on slightly different voices. Um, people often think we're twins when they meet us, which is probably a compliment to me and an insult to Sophia, uh, just in case any of you are wondering which one's the hotter sister. Um, Our mum often gets us mixed up on the phone. If you've never heard of the AFL or you've never watched the footy, just imagine a bunch of drunk Australians getting together in the 1800s and deciding to come up with a game and then someone drew a wonky football, but then it was hilariously brilliant. I, is that actually the story of how it was invented? I didn't think, I don't know. We no, should. it's just how a foreigner would interpret it. I'm going to market the show to everybody. True. If you're an Australian, you know what it is. So what are you doing here? I think it's definitely Australia's top sport. The most money, the most money in a game, I think. Like some players are on a mill. How much does Dare make on iced coffee to fund, uh, fund the sexy jerseys? So, <laughs> Sophia, do you want to speak a little bit to why we love the Saints and what what brought us to what brought us to the club. Sure thing. Um so it was sort of a birthright, I would say, from a young age, watching our dad sit at, on the couch and watch St Kilda lose the twenty ten grand final. Um, yeah, our great grandfather, <laughs> Eugene Bob Kenner, played for St Kilda. So it's sort of been around since since we can remember really. Um I got into the game in about 2015 and Bianca joined on 
shortly after and late bloomer in many regards including this one and now as always I'm just a little bit too excited but I think for anyone who's brand new to the sport we should probably we should probably explain what it is um so it's it's a ball game and I'm going to pass the baton to Sophia yeah good idea Q scripted pre-recording so AFL is played on a cricket pitch and it consists of two 18-men teams. Basically, the game consists of four 20-minute periods. A player can score a goal or a behind, so six points for a goal, one point for a behind. And to score a goal, a player must kick between two middle posts without it being touched by another player. Um, you can handball using your fist, but you can't throw it. You can kick. And basically, it's kind of a mix between American football and I would say rugby from the shape of the ball because you can tackle. So St Kilda Football Club is coached by Brett Ratton, who himself was an Aussie rules football player. He coached for the Melbourne Football Club as an assistant for a couple of years after leaving the game himself. And then he eventually went on to be the senior coach at Carlton Football Club before, unfortunately, he was sacked a year early due to performance. He was the assistant coach at uh, St Kilda from 2018. And then he got promoted when our former coach, Alan Richardson, left. The reason we love Rats is because he doesn't take no for an answer. He's a tough baller, but he's also very collectively driven and empathetic and he knows what it's like to be the underdog and come out from underneath that. Cool. So the podcast is basically going to be a weekly recap, quips, reviews on the Saints' latest game. Trivia, anecdotes, miniature histories as we learn more about the game as well and uh, some comments from family members in the past week depending on how the game went. And look, just a disclaimer, um, we're rather passionate over here at Two Girls, One Club. Um, So you can always rely on a highly subjective commentary, um, not necessarily factual. Just want to get that one out of the way. Should we start with um, our initial reactions to last week's game? So last week was round four? Five. Five. Gosh. Last week was round five. Um, and we played Richmond, who are, I think, two or three-time premiers for the, from the last couple of years. I thought we played a great first quarter. We won the first quarter. And then it was all a bit downhill from there, um, which is quite disappointing because we pulled off quite a big comeback, 33 points to be exact, um, in the third quarter against the West Coast Eagles the week prior. I thought the first quarter was really promising, yeah, we were putting in we were putting in some really great pressure. Maxi King pulled a couple of um, marks that I was really surprised by because mm. he's he's kind of been struggling. To me, it just felt like he wasn't he didn't have the full confidence to drag the ball down. At least that's what the commentators are always talking about, and that's what you kind of observe that he's almost there but not quite, and you just sort of feel like it's that little bit more confidence or practice, whatever it is. And he just masterfully grabbed like. There were three marks that I was super impressed by that I felt were different. They seemed different from what we've seen from him before. Yeah, completely. We were both clapping in bed, I think. You know, ultimately, Richmond thrashed us. Uh, They beat us with 134 points to 48, which was, you know, a bit devastating. You know, you've got to hand it to Richmond because they are an exciting team to watch play. They're sort of the Lamborghinis of the competition. In fact, they do have a yellow and black jersey. 
and 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 you know that Dustin Martin's a legend. It, they're they're a very exciting team to watch. They're dynamic. They're well organized. You have a lot of respect for them because they have ongoing ambition. We've discussed previously, you know, thoughts on some other teams. I mean, the West Coast Eagles, even though we're from Perth, which is where the West Coast Eagles are based. Yes, and not we're not the biggest fans. Um, not just because of the colors, blue and yellow. Not very complimentary. But just because they're a bit, I don't know, they, they're on top of the ladder, but I just think they're a bit boring to watch. It's a bit static. There's a lot of talent, obviously, and clearly there's a lot of drive, but it's how can we best exploit this talent rather than how can we make dynamic, evolutionary, exciting changes and decisions to really make this a well-oiled machine. You watch Richmond and every single player has a contribution. And I would argue the same for St Kilda, even though we're not in the same calibre in terms of having like this like everyone's obviously extremely athletic. I mean, otherwise we probably wouldn't be watching it, but like in terms of that athleticism or that, um, whatever it is, you know, we're not, we're certainly not like that level, but, um, but, but they, they continually just across the board. Whereas with the Eagles, it's like, you see the same players over and over again, making those, making those marks, hitting those goals. Um, and it is much, it is much less interesting. And, you know, it also does feel sometimes like there's just a little bit of cheekiness that goes on as well. Like if they can throw in for a free, they will. If they can duck their head for a free, they will. Whereas Richmond yeah. always play a clean, pretty clean game, even though they're brutal in terms of pressure. So you just you just got a lot of respect for them, really. Definitely. The, I was, I'm, I mean, we all were as St Kilda supporters, but I was just really disappointed in the margin of the loss, really. Oh, um, it's, it's so it's so hard, especially after, because we had a really horrendous loss against Melbourne yeah. um, two weeks prior, which had us all sort of crying, to be fair, and, um, and then an excellent comeback the following week, which got us excited and then... Yeah, completely. It's disappointing. We're um, hoping we'll play better this week. Any particularly exciting moments or moments that you couldn't stand in the match where you were just like, oh, how did that happen? Um, I actually, probably a bit controversial, thought Paul Hunter played quite a good first quarter. Oh, I um, thought he played great. Yeah, in as a late ruck for Rowan Marshall. Um, a couple taps in. Yeah, and, and he took a really great mark at one point. Um, yeah. That but again, I mean. I wonder why he's wearing that colour mouth guard though. Did you see that? What color is it? Everyone else, everyone else has got a white mouth guard, which is kind of complimentary to teeth. And he was wearing this like it was kind of like a watery brown, plasticky kind of color. I was looking at him going, "What a handsome face!" And then he sort of broke into a wide grin. I thought, well, at least you got the mark. (laughs) And if we're talking about annoying moments, it would be pretty much second quarter onwards. It just felt really slow it was just a really lackluster effort I guess and I was in my head at every game even if we're playing well I'm like can't wait for half time because rats is going to give them a talking to and it's never like a mean talking to I don't think with rats but I just feel like that invigorates our boys so much and like I love seeing them do the breath before the game it's so good and like you know hearing the commentators being like oh you wouldn't say that back in our day you know we'd go and I'm like, well, that's the evolution of the game. It's, you know, science proved that mindfulness actually has an effect. And everybody knows that when you're relaxed and focused, you do better work than when you're stressed and freaking out. Like, that's just common knowledge. So, you know what, though? 
props to him. There's never been any criticism. And something that I really love about the commentators is in general, they always seem to, you know, they'll openly, and it's very Australian, I think, they'll openly disagree with the refs, but mm. they'll respect them, you know? Yeah. They're like, well, you know, that we love that they're doing a good job and ex- exceptional, blah, 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 blah. So they're never, they're never disrespectful. Like they say what they think, but they never call it back. And I'd say it's the same thing with like, contemporary ways of doing things styles of play bananas etc yeah completely completely it might have been in our game or another one I watched similar what you were just saying about the refs um there was one that could have been a deliberate and a free kick from outside or a ball in and the ref chose a ball in which I don't think the commentators agreed with but they respected his decision I do think about like I'll get really head up but I've said this to you before it's sort of like then I remember that, it, you know, your eyes are on the ground. It's never perfect. And, like, back in the day, you wouldn't have seen all of the mistakes, so-called mistakes or errors that the refs make because you just trust that they're seeing what's actually – they're trained, you yeah. know. So it's yeah, easy when you've got PhD. This, especially all this score review stuff. It's crazy. Yeah. yeah. Being able to see if it grazes the post or not. I wanted to quickly ask you about what your thoughts are on – Ben Long came in as a medical sub for Webster. Mm. Do you feel like last year I felt like sometimes he could be great and then sometimes he was just a bit sporadic with things? I felt like his his focus and his passion were kind of throwing him off actually a little bit rather than it being calm. But I just felt as though I don't know if it's like not having had as much of a shot to be in the main play um, of late, but I just felt like he was, again, like a little bit, sporadic or on edge clearly because he cares and he's really trying to do a good job but it doesn't feel it doesn't feel grounded it just kind of feels like he's super head up or whatever what do you reckon I don't know I see what you're saying but I think if I was to play football for St Kilda I'd play like Ben Long (laughs) (laughs) I think I think he's just frustrated like we all are I know that's such a good that's such a good question though who would you be do you reckon if you were a player like, I mean, in terms of if you're going to give someone a personality to a style of play. Ben Long. You really do? And has a couple tantrums. <laughs> <laughs> That's I think, like, I'm, I think I'm Long with a dash of Mackenzie. Long with a dash. Yeah. Oh, that's so sweet. Oh, we love Mackenzie here on Two Girls, One Club. Um, oh, that goal he took against the Eagles. And he just oh. had, oh, my gosh, he did not give two shakes what people thought of him he took his time he made himself really calm because it was important to him that's that's confidence it was so great and in the post-game interview that you oh my gosh was the best he was so chuffed so happy and that's what we like to see who who would you be I think you'll see Claire I love Sinclair. He's great. He's consistent. I would have called you Sinclair or maybe, I, not to toot my own horn, but I think I'm a bit of a steely. Oh, first time listeners, well, you will be because this is the first podcast. Um, Bianca's favourite player is Steel. Um, I guess we well, can one ju- of them. One of them. Like I, I actually, you know what, Sinclair's a good call. I love Sinclair. I think he's awesome. But no, not to toot my own horn, but as a bit of an overachiever, I might say Jack Steele. I reckon that's, you know, leadership qualities, you know, not not too bad to look at. With with a sprinkling of maybe Dunstan? No. Loney. Dunstan. Loney. Loney. What about Butler? No, I'm probably a bit of Butler. Shut up. 
Shut up. I am. You cannot pick the most sporty player in the competition and say that that's you. Oh, gosh. Oh. I will think of it. It'll come to us. It'll come we to us. We thought of it. We thought of it. She steals her request with a sprinkling of Loney. Do you want to speak a little bit to the quality of, like, what is it that makes St Kilda St Kilda, apart from the red, white, and black? So when we're talking about St Kilda, um, we are talking about a team who've only won one premiership and it was in the VFL grand final, so technically not even the Australian Football um, League Grand Final. And it was a famous one point win, which is very St Kilda fashion if you're a supporter listening. Um, we went into Grand Finals in t- 2009 and 2010. Unfortunately, lost in both of those. In 2010, actually, we played Collingwood in the Grand Final. And back then, the rules were a bit different. So when a draw happened in a grand final, you would wrap up and play the next week. Nowadays, you go into extra time. We drew with Collingwood, wrapped up, lost the next week, Um, which is very sad for many supporters. It's a sore spot to talk about, um, as it is with us. But it's that that spirit of the St Kilda Football Club, of that strength through loyalty, as their motto is, Um, that strength when it's a one-point win or it's you know a draw and you lose it's it's kind of the butt of the joke St Kilda in a way with a lot of colloquial football chat in Melbourne and beyond in Australia I would say and with that comes um a burden to bear it's just a really great community and loyalty and like Jack Steele our captain um is a great player and I believe he was offered other spots on other teams lists in the last couple of years and he elected to stay at St Kilda and we've got so many talented players like I wouldn't name one player on our top 22 who's not deserving of being there or who I think is a little bit boring to watch. Maybe we should talk about just in very brief the win against the Eagles and why that meant so much. Before that game we had lost the last, I believe, 12 or 13 meetings against the Eagles. We had a devastating loss the week before to a team that really we should have bested if we want to consider ourselves to be top eight this year. We were um, kicking the ball directly to their hands. Yeah, won't name any names because the media did enough of that. But um, if, and we did enough of that in private, if we're talking about the Eagles game in specific, like in particular, why it was so impressive is because we thought for the first half and then a lot of the third quarter that it was going the exact same way of the previous week. And we were like, okay, back to square one again. So much excitement around the season and the players and Brett. Brett. Yeah. And so, you know, we would however many points, 33 points down or something crazy. And then, and, and we were like, okay, this is just going the same way. There were very, like we had some good pressure, but there were a few signs that we could really turn it around. And then, mm you know, out of nowhere, some stuff just started happening. And then we got nine goals in a row, which, mm-hmm. um, which was just incredible. And we, and we won, we came back in the last bit of the third quarter and then all of the fourth quarter. We were just, it was just, it was got so joyous. To watch. Got a cheeky captain's goal, which was just so fitting. Yeah. It's like that, especially I, I mean, it felt like that this past week with Richmond in that third quarter of West Coast Eagles, where it was just like, Oh, St Kilda, the butt of the joke again. Had a great season last year. Got to the finals for the first time in 10 years. We win the ball but can't execute effectively. Yeah, yeah. and it just felt awful. And it felt like that with Richmond. And um, 
yeah, I mean, it, that's why it's so great when we win. <laughs> Should we jump into the articles? This is from Max Lawton from Fox Sports, and he wrote an article saying, are there even eight teams worthy of the top eight right now, power rankings? And he puts St Kilda at number nine, and we've got a 71.4 percentage, which is the second lowest in the competition at present, which is not great. Um, we've, we've, we've lost three games. We've won two. And uh, Sophia, do you want to read out what Max has said? Yes. Okay. Um, he said St Kilda last week, seven down two. You can excuse one bad day. It's hard to excuse two. True. If you take away your se- the second half against West Coast, the Saints are down 207 points on their opponents over the last four weeks. It's almost unfathomable that they have the second worst percentage in the AFL right now. Well, that's a good it- sign that he thinks it's unfathomable. <laughs> Completely. After last year, we were kicking straight. We were, you know, yeah. we, were, we got to finals and we didn't just get to the first final and lose. We beat, um, who was it? I can't remember. Doggies? Yeah, I think it was the Doggies. Um, it's pretty clear that if you deny them goals out the back, you stop their scoring power. And it's really concerning how much they seem to need to play on emotion. Okay. We could stop there. What does goals out the back mean? If we quickly get it out of their Ford 50 run at home and Butler snags one in. Okay. Yeah. But not if we win it back like cleanly. So he's saying that if, um, the opposition set up their back line really well when they're in their Ford 50, they can easily stop us getting goals because we we don't get goals by like kicking it and marking it. We get quick, messy goals on emotion. He's saying, which I disagree that it's about emotion. I think he's talking about like when their heads are in the game, whatever. But I don't think it's about. I think there's a difference between emotion and a peaceful mindset, like a ready mindset. They're, mm. they're two very different things. Like. Okay, yes, like you can argue like, okay, it's it's fear or it's it's nerves or it's this or it's that. But I think it's like it doesn't always have to be. Sometimes it's hyper focus and then that leads you to make mistakes. I think yeah. what they're really trying to aim for is a sense of calm readiness. Yeah. With what, whatever they're doing. Completely. Because it was that game against Melbourne, wasn't it? We were just so nervous. And it was really weird. And um really strange and yeah, yeah completely agree with yeah. those but if you read on I I do kind of see what he's saying about emotion and saying yeah that yeah yeah, yeah. you need to have at least some consistency yeah but that's such a that's such an obvious call Obvi- well yeah you need to have consistency if you're going to win on your Max Lawton but yeah. I guess you have to have a rhetoric to fill out the body of an article so I understand and I guess it felt like last year like perhaps because Rats was new, it was like, it's a new St Kilda. Like we're reaching our membership highs of all time. The trade deals too. Yeah. And we make finals and then it's like that build up. And now it's like this year we have to do it again. I see what he's saying, but I think we're more than that. Yeah, I agree. So let's scroll down to the last one. Um, So this is, as it happened, AFL 2021 round five, Richmond dominates Saints in Maddie's match. Um, Maddie's match is a once a year initiative started by Nick Rewalt with his family for his sister Maddie who passed away due to a bone marrow condition. Um, and so they, once a year, Richmond and St Kilda play um, a match with one another to raise awareness and um, donations for that cause for research and cures. And so that's Maddie's match. And Brett Ratton says, 
we cannot pick and choose when we want to jump in and play. For a quarter and a bit, we were good. And last week, we were good for the whole game. And that is something we have to address. There were aspects of the game where we lost confidence and around the ball, we were poor. I want to link that back to another article by Ben Waterworth from Fox Sports. Um, And he talks about St Kilda's uh, tactics and list strategy, which I guess he thinks isn't working. And he talks about uh, Fox Footy's David King, who was dual premiership kangaroo, and how he had said that there was some downhill skiers at Marble Stadium after that match. So, you know, Ratzer's comment that, you know, you can't pick and choose when you want to jump in a play. And then King here is highlighting a one-to-one contest between Billings and Nathan Broad from Richmond outside St Kilda's Ford 50. Um, And he's saying that, you know, there were three other St Kilda players in the same area at the same time. Instead, they ran ahead to the Ford 50 to just bet on the fact that Jack Billings was going to get the ball and kick it forward so that they could get a goal instead of like one or even two of them or all of them coming and attacking the ball with Jack to make sure that they got it. And it's true. Like you watch, you watch Richmond play and they all just swarm if the ball's there. Whereas I think it has kind of been the tactic for the Saints to sort of you know, they, they hang back a little bit, which I've always thought was kind of a smarter way to go about it, not to have too many cooks in the kitchen. But, mm. um, but you know, they, it's, it's interesting that Rats said that and now he got someone highlighting that that one versus three. So now Billings has to do the really hard work of getting the ball forward against three Richmond players because his three yeah. teammates, you know. I, I'm not one for this sort of analysis stuff, if I'm honest. Like, I don't know if um, this is what we see, like, at halftime when they show like an arrow, a cartoon arrow flying over a ball and say that was meant to go there and it was this many kilometres per hour. I just don't, I don't think it's that simple um, or that scientific really. Um, But I actually think that this is one of our strengths. Maybe in that time, like in that image, I can see another player looks like Loney running away when he could have helped Billings. But I think it is that kind of like backing ourselves. And maybe that was a moment where it needed a bit more teamwork. But I do think backing ourselves is something we really need. Yeah. Especially in the Ford 50, like lots of players who aren't star Fords or a typical Ford for us often catch it and then look around to see if Max King or Dan Butler or Jack Billings is there or Membry to slot it in. And often they're in an okay spot. And I just think that if, I think that if they back themselves, you know, you've, you've done well enough to market, you're a footballer, that's your job. You can kick it straight. Yeah, I agree with you there. And I, um, I, you know, I did find myself during the game kind of wishing, you know, we were, we were losing awfully already by the third quarter. I kind of found myself wishing, like, guys, lose the formation and just take the risks. Because at this point we're, like, so, you know, we're so far behind. Mm. We're so far behind. Things aren't looking good. Like, just, just go for it. Just take risks. Just back yourself. Because at this point you're going to lose anyway. You know, so why not just go all out and kind of be a little bit creative, be a little bit dynamic? Um, because once you do that and you take those risks, it'll get into your body more. I think that's what Dustin Martin is. You know, he's he always does some things that are unexpected and really creative and he didn't get there by just being rote. And I know you have to follow, but you can make creative decisions and that's what we saw in the game against the Eagles, you know, mm-hmm. kicking the ball into space, kicking the ball where you didn't expect it to be going. And that's what turned things around. As a commentator said, will we ever see the day where 
players just dribble it into the forward 50 rather than kick it up high. And in a way that sort of became our game a little bit against the Eagles, I felt with their defense and not on purpose, but like, do you remember them saying that? How they were like, if you just kick it on the ground, it's actually a lot better because their defense is so tall, they won't be able to get it. And like, that's so funny. Yeah. I think that was an interesting, um, comment but anyway yeah go on totally totally but I just want to highlight something here you know you had a similar instinct that I did where we kind of felt as though it was part of the tactic to you know let one guy get the ball and everyone else kind of surges forward and backs themselves so we thought that was a tactic right Mm -hmm. so deliberate choice now King has said if you plan if your plan is to compete at contested football and you've got three guys charging forward they're either not following the instructions that are clear and obvious to all, which is an indictment on those guys, or that is part of the plan. So you and I probably would have said when we heard that, oh, that's part of the plan. But then you got rats saying um, we can't pick and choose when we want to jump in and play. So that makes me wonder if it is part of the plan. What do you reckon? Well, I, it depends. When was that screen grab from? Oh, second quarter, it looks like. Yeah, then I guess it was just a miss three by those players running away from Billings especially because I guess the way you look at it now it's like I don't want to say selfishness but just like oh I'll run in and get the the mark for goal and I don't think that's how any of them think but I think there needs to be an equal balance of that team-led backing yourselves in a way yeah you know Loney doesn't feel like he needs to run in and get the small forward goal. Butler doesn't feel like he needs to be the one to come in and save the game with a quick little chip. And Membry's not doing all the work. And just a a PSA for Membry who just works so hard. He works so hard. And to be frank, he doesn't get as much of the glitz and glamour. And... um, and and, And as much of the hype. Like, people speak about him now with a lot more respect. But, you know, it's always steel. It's always billings. Like... And, and, you know, power to him, they're amazing. Billings has become such a leader as well because he's just got class in the way he plays. Like, he feels like an old-timey footballer. But memory is it, memory is such – he's been around for ages and it's sort of like, geez, he could have been captain maybe. I don't know what his leadership style is like. But, like, in terms yeah. of seniority and playing consistency, like, he's always there. Completely, completely. I'm going to put – I'm going to put – Carlisle too. Money on it, but I'm gonna. I'm just gonna say it. If we play well this year, I, I can totally see Membry getting up there with some Brownlow votes. Just oh. in the ground, he's covering. He is, you know, being very fair. I think he's he's playing so well when he. He know. is. It's just crap that it seems as though like once the sheen has faded on someone and you kind of have slotted them into a box, it's almost like hard for people to look at them in a different way. I perhaps maybe that's it's that way with supporters, but I disagree. You know, commentators a couple of weeks ago when we played terribly against Melbourne were saying there's one player who can hold his head high tonight, and that's Membry. And then they said Steele. Oh, did they? But then they said yeah. someone else was like, and Membry. Uh, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. He's covering um, so much ground for a Ford. Yeah, maybe maybe to finish up kind of circling back to in terms of, you know, Clark, King, them being there to win it in a contest, take the mark. Membry too, you know, a couple of, and and then Hunter taking that really great mark. Mm -hmm. Um, Something that King says here, 
they've got to put back and they've got to get back to rolling their sleeves up, putting the work boots on and winning the contest first, then worrying about that other stuff. And I think it's an interesting point. I think we are capable of slotting the goals. I think we're more capable of doing it under pressure because our small forwards are excellent in that way. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if you look at the Eagles game, that's just what it was. It was just, we were just putting the pressure on, putting the pressure on, not worrying about the goal, but worrying about winning the ball. Yeah. And I think we were trying to be quick against Richmond and instead it tired us out and we weren't able to outquick them. You got to bring something different to the table when someone else is brutal lasagna. Should we take it to an anecdote from our dad? I don't, did he have anything interesting to say? Um, When Webster went out last week um, with a, was it no cheap cheap it was a groin groin tenderness um I texted him and said shame about Webster at half time and he said yes and our four goals we missed yeah so me next week who do you think's out who's in on the list um I hope Dunstan gets another go I thought he showed up well I thought Hunter showed up well Mm -hmm. I'm loving McKenzie in the lineup um again I kind of feel like long as an injury sub is a good is a good choice um, I, you know, is Webster, or do we have word on how Webster's doing? No, he'll be out for this week. Yeah. I'm not, look, I'm not angry about that. Um, if I'm honest, I've, I'm not too enthusiastic about his play. I think oh, Caulfield, I Caulfield has been a bit disappointing of late and I don't know why maybe he's missing his, uh, his little bestie pattern out on the field. Cause they were kind of twin wonders, you know, Carlisle's really stepped up. I think Josh Battle might be out. Because I, you know, I get, I get that they're struggling to find a place for him. I always thought that he was best as a forward. Um, I think as a def- in, in defense, I reckon he's he's not doing a great job at all. I really don't think he should be in the defense lineup. That's strange because I mean, yeah, he did start out as a forward, and now, as the commentator said last week, has found his place in the back line. I think Webster's out, obviously, so I think you're right. Dunstan will probably stay in for that position. Oh, Bytel, star. He should be in. Absolute yeah. star. Something Dad said, actually, about Bytel when I spoke to him was, yeah, and he and he gives it back a little, and I like that. <laughs> um, and it's true. He's a great player. Yeah, Bytel will stay, I think. Hope so. I think if we can get Marshall back, he'll come in. Um, and if Ryder's not coming back, we'll get Hunter will probably stay. It's one to two um, weeks, I think, still for Patty Ryder, according to Brett Ratton. I mean, controversial opinion, it's not going to happen, but um, I think Brad Hill would maybe get taken out, but I've seen nah. the interview with Ratton and he's heavily said that would never happen. So, yeah. When, you know, he's probably got the pressure from the higher-ups because of what they're paying, but also... You know what? When he's good, he's good. Against the Eagles, he really he really showed up. The problem is, is that when he's bad, he's not he's not like your average old missed something and gave a goal. He's so good at being bad that like he'll hand yeah. the ball because he's that good that he's talented yeah. at, at you know that even his misses to us are talented for the other side. So yeah. that's what the disaster is about it. Who else yeah. are you excited to see? Um, more from Bytel, really. Um, I just get excited when he does, he does kind of a bit of a clock in the midfield often, which is a little give and go. Um, and also I just, I just, I just like watching Billings as well. I think he's, he's I think he's so good and he's, 
you know, he a few years ago was our exciting draft pick and so many more since then. But I just think he steps up every week. Butler Butler had his exciting moments against the Eagles and I'm looking forward to seeing more of that because it just gets the heart racing, doesn't it? Um, What's the matchup for next week, Soph? We'll be playing Port Adelaide, another another great team. I know. Google Howard's um, spaz attacks, though, again, when he's against Port Adelaide. They're so funny. When he spits the absolute dummy. He gets, I know. He gets Spitting so the dummy is the word. It's, it is what happens. Yeah, he really does. Like, if he gets annoyed at something that happens, he just stomps off and he glowers. I have to say, I love it when whoever is sat in that Channel 7 or Foxtel box sees the ref have a little bit of a little bit of a word and walks up to the player and that, that little person in that box just turns up the microphone and you get yeah. to hear the player. <laughs> you get to hear the other player just go, Oh, I didn't do it. I didn't throw it out, mate. Oh, don't and the, the rest How is that deliberate? How is that deliberate? <laughs> Mate, the same thing just happened back there and their felt fought off. And then they just, you know what? They just shake it off and walk away. That's what I love about Australians. Like you just, you deal with it, you direct, and then you get yeah. over it. Um, Which is, yeah, completely. It's and so good because I'll just never forget. It was last year or the year before, I think it was last year. Um, they were looking at our, it wasn't, it wasn't our player who used to do the call out for the anthem. It wasn't his moustache, but it was someone else's moustache. Uh, on on the field and uh, they're like oh look at that you know it's rather big rather manly kind of commentating commentating a little bit on that and um, the camera operator did like a full on like he just followed this guy with the moustache wherever he was going and kind of did a little bit around with his hands swinging by his hips because that's you gotta love it that's Australian television completely and every year there's a new trend last year it was the moustache this year it's the mullet oh yeah but thank god Dan Butler's is gone Anyway, um, we hope you'll join us on, gosh, is it Saturday or Sunday, B? For the, okay. for the game? It's Sunday. Yeah, we hope you'll join us on Sunday in cheering on the Saints um, against Port Adelaide. Um, we'll be watching on Watch AFL. Shout out to yep. Watch AFL. Please sponsor us. Yep, I've got it marked in my calendar. Thank you so much for listening to Two Girls, One Club. Yep, it's been an absolute pleasure, Sophia, as always. Um, Looking forward to looking forward to some more chats, and you know, hopefully, hopefully, if you're listening, you found some level of entertainment in our discussion today. If you've got comments, questions, concerns, um, we don't have an email address yet, so keep it to yourself. But we'll let you know when we do. Completely, completely, and have a great week. Have a great week. Go the Saints. Clash against Port. Go the Saints. Go the Saints. We'll see you next Monday. Oh, when the Saints. And with that comes um, a burden to bear, but um, we bear it proudly. No, cut that, Bianca, cut that. Oh, when the saints! Oh, when the saints! Come on, Jaden! Come on, Jaden! Not anymore, Gresham, with your killer. Um, Robert. Is it Robert? Edward. Edward Robert Kenner. Edward R. Kenner. There's a, there's a Robert in there. Wait. Well... Bob Kenner. Yeah, he goes by Bob. And it's not Edward, it's Eugene.